Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast, where each week we find out just what makes our Oklahoma songwriters tick. If you've ever been interested in the process of how songs get written, or if you're a songwriter looking for tips and inspiration, then you are in the right place. I do one-on-one interviews with your favorite Oklahoma artists and dig into why and how they write their music. I'm your host, Jared Voluch, and I'm very, very happy you're here. Let's get started. All right, welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast. Today, we have Mr. Joshua Palaszczuk, <laughs> Palaszczuk, <laughs> Palaszczuk. <laughs> I heard a lot of different ones in there. I mean, thanks. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm glad to be here. I always have about three in mind every time <laughs> I say your name. Um, it's and, got, it's kind of the point now where I celebrate it when somebody says it the right way. The oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Nobody messes up my name the same way they mess up yours. <laughs> and we're from the same origin, origination. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Today we're going to be, well, I wanted to kind of point in a specific direction today. Uh, and today Josh is going to talk to us about finding your voice which can mean a lot of different things. It can mean style. It can mean just your, but your actual voice itself, how it sounds and finding the way that it actually translates well in your art. But first, how's Josh doing today? I'm a little tired. It, it was good. I played the, played and emceed at the Woody Guthrie Folk Festival in Okima over, uh, over the weekend. And Folk festivals drain, folks. <laughs> uh, and then today I went up to finish a big mural that I'm doing in a cat's bathroom up by Lake Arcadia and played music last night at JJ. I'm I'm just kind of going for it. It's a good tired. It's the it's the first time I've been righteously tired. I've always been kind of tired from working and or turning wrenches or building patios or fixing stuff or whatever. But now that I'm driving myself through art and music and I've established my priorities, it feels good to be tired. It feels good to be exhausted and fatigued because it was art and music that I'm doing. It's the happiest tired I've ever been. It's lovely. So today was, today was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Good man. It's good to have you. I've been, uh, this podcast has been really, really cool so far. Getting to see a different side of everybody. And you, you did... Jacob Lee so far and Jacob Lee, Chloe Beth, and then uh, I d- I did Blake. <laughs> uh, that was what? a fun. I yeah. know that was a fun yeah. interview last week. Is that what, how many? Which one's out yet? Just Jacobs is out. Jacob and Chloe are out. Blake will be out tomorrow, and I don't even know what that date is, but maybe. And then you'll be out next week. Nice. Yes, sir. Um. So let's for the people that don't that don't actually know you, Josh, sir. Let's uh, tell them a little bit a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, I'm originally born in uh, Cresco, Iowa, which is just about as far northeast Iowa as you can get, um, south of Minnesota and Kitty Wampus from La Crosse, Wisconsin. Um, I moved to Oklahoma in 2014, get closer to family. Um, my family's not from here necessarily, but my stepdad, well, my dad moved my brother and sister and my mom at the time in 05 down here. And I was out gallivanting around. I just, you know, joined the army and, uh, I was just kind of living my life. I was a little bit older than everybody in the family and I was running a tattoo shop with my best friend, Clint Riedel, uh, who runs the Blue Ribbon Ramblers. He still plays a lot of music up in Iowa. Um, it just wasn't working out, and I ended up Skyping my little sister, and my niece got on the screen, and she didn't know where the camera was, so I just got like a really up close of her nostril. <laughs> and she says, who's that, Mommy? And I thought, well, that sucks. My niece needs to know who I am. So I, it was just... The timing was right. I was running from my problems again, man. It was one of those, just kind of the norm, like rambling around all these years, living in different places for the army and just for general bohemian gypsy style. And I, it was perfect. I had a, I had a lift. 
and I had a place to go, and then I came here and started hanging out with some of these songwriters around uh, JJ's Alley. And at the time, you know, before I was really believing in myself or any sort of art or music, uh, it was a daunting thing. Like, right? You know, like, oh, you don't. These sight- people are special. Yeah, <laughs> these these are these are the stars, man. You know, like. <laughs> These guys are up there, and this, I've also I never carried around a whole lot of fear or shame, and now I don't have any Fs to give about anything, so I'm just unapologetically being myself. What I found out was as soon as I initiated it with Blake Lankford, it's like, hey, will you sign me up for one of the Seventh-day Rebellion songwriter Sundays at JJ's? That was It was terrifying, but... I've never really been that afraid to be as scared. Yeah. Um, and I went and found out that it's the most normal people on the planet that want to help you evolve your art. As long as you believe in yourself or or at least unapologetically yourself and have something to say, they'll help you say it. They'll, they'll help develop yeah. it. You know, it's a really, really warm atmosphere. But on the outside, it seems I think it's really daunting for people. You know, like you, you, yeah. you play there. I mean, of course, you're seventh day guy. And anyways, that's I moved to Oklahoma in 2014, and this is kind of the longest I've lived in a place as my in my adult life. But now it's you know when problems would come along in the last five years, there's something about the tenacity in this red dirt state that like. It's like, wait a second, I don't need to run from problems anymore. I'm just going to stand and fight Irish style. <laughs> there you go. You know, I'm going to throw up my dukes and, you know, like, screw you problems. Yeah, I'm going to, whatever. And uh, in that, a lot has happened. A lot of cool people. Have, I've crossed paths with a lot of really inspirational people, really talented people. And as tumultuous as the state can be politically, you know, lack of funding for education, some some of the blah, 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 I don't want to get into it. There's still such a sense of community and so much art and so much music and so much culture and such a, like a dense little area. And, and, and I think, you know, of course, speaking with family in California or D.C. or back, back home in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Iowa, anywhere, Kansas City, they hear these stories about Oklahoma and how cool it actually is, and it blows their mind. I don't think the rest <laughs> of the country really has any idea, like, how dope Oklahoma actually is. Yeah. You, you just know, got to get in and get plugged you in. You just got to go. You just have to just kind of sack up and go. Right. Not to be misogynistic or anything, but sacking up matters. It's, it's just, Gather your courage. To get, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Whatever. There's, I mean. there's, there's the dictionary coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great, man. Um, Was that? The- yeah, it's crazy to see. One of the things that I want you to touch on, like you already have gone into it. You came here in 2014, and yeah, you've you've been around, and you've really become part of the cloth that makes the Seventh Day Rebellion what it is. Thanks, man. Um, but one of the things that I really have enjoyed watching since I've met you is your, 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 yeah, your involvement from the guy that I met and your desires to move more into your art and to kind of believe in yourself and take that leap. And it's what you've done. And to see you go from Thanks, dude. the guy that was working the daily grind to now, like you're one of the most like selfless, like, um, like you really help build the community. Wow. I've watched you dive wow, into the, the folk festival and everything and get plugged in with those guys. And you didn't do it out of a place of like, it wasn't just, Hey, I want to play. It was like, what can I do to serve? What can I do to help? What can I do mm. to just become a part of this thing? Because you, that's who you are. And I, I, it may not be something you think about or concentrate on. No, but, I, I, but it's that's, something that no, that's really, that's really kind, man. Thank you. I've that's, certainly that means a lot it. to me. Yeah, that really, that means a tremendous amount. I never really heard that before. That thanks. The moment I saw you start, like you've set up several shows and one of like doing benefit shows to help 
spread uh, awareness of the folk festival. Sure, sure. And all that stuff. And it's just, it's been cool to see. And that's something, I don't know if you have any more to say even about it, but like, that's one thing that you, you bring to the table that a lot of artists that are spending time trying to figure out how do I get plugged in? How do I get out and about and even be bold? (laughs) Just ask someone, just initiate the conversation. Ask, talk to a stranger. Nobody ever told me to not talk to strangers. (laughs) You know, my grandpa talks, talk to everyone. Take that candy. Yeah. (laughs) Hi kids. Hope you like puppies. Um, it, wow, that's that take that took me back, man. That was very kind. It's more like, well, that's what makes it so genuine for you. Like you just do it. It's, yeah, that's, it's, that's, it's how you're built. I just I know, without sounding too terribly conceited or pretentious, I know that I have a lot of light to bring to a situation. I can help. I can be soothing for people you know like I know that I've gone through enough shit in my life that I've finally leathered around you know I have these calluses and I have all these crazy experiences and I've come out of it fine you know I've learned I like to scotch barrel stuff you know experiences take time to steep before I think we can really garner any useful information out of them but once I do then I feel very very confident in it and I know that I try to base my artistic life, both visual and audio art, I try to base it on always evolving. Like, there's always something to learn. There's, I won't know anything until after I'm dirt, is kind of what I tell myself from time to time. And I think that keeps me relatively humble. And with that, I'm able to help folks. You know, For instance, I'm going to be putting together an event, um, not exactly sure what month it is yet, but it's going to be on the 22nd of whatever month it falls on. It's going to be um, for veterans uh, to raise mental health awareness. Nice. Uh, you know, you're part of it. You're, yeah. You're going to play, right? I'm for hoping. sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I know Derek Pauls was in Cody Derry, but there's a shitload of veteran players that we all know. Yeah. And I got some veteran buddies that run like food trucks. There's veteran buddies that are mental health specialists and, 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 you know, like, um, not even just veterans only, but I really, what I want to do is have 22 musicians, whether it be in band or whatever, hopefully all of them are vets. You know, like I know Joe Baxter's a vet too mm-hmm. in the folk okay. world. Yeah. There's a bunch of them out there and really what the goal of the event will be, will be is, um, raise awareness to talk about it. Like there's too many damn veterans killing themselves Hence the number 22, 22 a day is the average and that's not okay. And I think a lot of my friends that have either gone through hard times or said goodbye to their hard times on their own accord really just needed to talk about it to somebody who doesn't judge. So really, what really my point is to the, the event, 22 either bands or musicians, preferably all veterans, but Lots of people are going to want to support this. I know that. Yeah. Because it's not only mental health awareness for people veterans. that are their dads, their moms. And I want know, it to that. be both for veterans and for anybody. Like mm-hmm. anybody. Family friendly, family friendly for sure. Like anybody. You got, come out to this big event, this, this, this 22 talk about it or 22 for us all or some shit, whatever I ended up, whatever I ended up naming it. Come out and have food from a veteran food vendor. Listen to veteran bands, you know, um, and and go around to talk. I want to have mental health specialists like kind of walking around, just m- mixing in there, you know, like everybody. Hey, you want to talk about something? Like we have a private room. You sign away. You know, there's. I want to bring it to light because as soon as we stop talking about shit, is when it turns into shit. Yeah, unfortunately, and I. I know it's really hard for some people to talk about stuff. It's hard for me to talk about stuff. I still have, you know, we all have our own anxieties and depressions, but I can help and I want to. So I'm going to put together a big event for that. I forgot where we, I, I'm sure I trailed off at some what? point. No, that was perfect. <laughs> no, finding involvement in your, uh, one of the, we were just talking about, I don't know, how you, you're 
selfless in a lot of the things that you do. And you, but I mean, you have to, that's the only way anything comes off genuine. And that's what I've been trying to do with this podcast is make it something that's not about me. It doesn't promote my stuff. Sure. It's just something for Oklahomans by an Oklahoman, yeah. you know, giving us spreading our culture that's really rich in the Oklahoma City area and in yeah. surrounding areas. But like, this is kind of an epicenter, like that brick town area. It's with a all, hub. And then it's definitely a hub. Certainly with the OK Sessions crew oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge other epicenter. And like, this stuff needs to get out, man. And people need to know that the that we're, we're here. There's a lot of art. There's a lot of fantastic musicians and artists and Man, we're not going anywhere. There is a there's a there's a there's a deep well of talented people in this state, especially, you know, more well, you know, it's more, of course, Norman, Oklahoma City, Stillwater, and Tulsa. There are four different, oh yeah, little hubs, you right. know, of course. And but I think specifically, like the Seventh Day Rebellion crew, um, at JJ's Alley, the coziest, friendliest neighborhood bar in OKC. You're <laughs> yeah, welcome, there, Jeff. There we go. Our first advertisement plug <laughs> yeah, right there. First <laughs> plug, Jeff, you owe me $100. <laughs> um, uh, we're not vultures, I don't think. You know, I, we're not energy vultures. It's not, it's not what it's about. You know, of course, we're all performers. We're all, yeah. you know, we all have dreams and goals. But it seems like when we walk into any sort of group, you don't, you, we don't try to absorb all the energy. It's not, hey, me, 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 me. It's only me, me, me when it's on stage. And even then, even then it's kind of still humble up there. It's a lot yeah. of, a, I, I'm, I'm hoping like me. A I don't lot see of, a lot of egotistical assholes yeah, <laughs> yeah. passing through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not on those stages really. It, it, yeah, it does. It does happen. I won't say anything <laughs> more or negative. But well, no one's perfect. We all, yeah, that's true. Oh. But that place that you know, back to your original question is how do I, you know, finding my voice. Um. Yeah, let's talk about that. It was it was JJ's alley, man. It was guys like Blake Langford and JP Harrell and um, Danny Trashville or Von Chudy. I'm sorry. His, <laughs> that's his name. Yeah. Um, I got to design a logo for him, actually, shit. Um, it was all those guys believing in me. And I, I didn't believe in myself, but I, I'll never forget the very first time I played on a Sunday. I was hollering. I couldn't speak. My voice was just shit. When did you first show up at JJ's? March 2016, sometime. Okay. Uh, I think it, it might have been the first Sunday of March, I do believe. Maybe middle. It doesn't really matter. So I show up after you? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I That's crazy. I don't know. When did you show up? Wow. Was it April? That's hard to say. It's hard to say. <laughs> but that's cool, though. Yeah, it was. So, anyways, I played, and I was hollering, and I just, I didn't feel really good about the show, but I was also kind of cocky, too, because I had finally mustered up the courage to actually just sign up and just see, Hey, what's this about? Mm -hmm. Can I, can, what can I do to help? Can I be part of this just to, to help, you know, like I want to help evolve me. Cause then when I evolve me, then I can help evolve others and blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I put on a shitty show <laughs> and I walked out. <laughs> I remember I walked out back. Cause at the time there wasn't that second floor patio. It was just all open. Um, yeah. If you remember that. Yeah. Um, and JP Harrell is like, dude, that was rad. Like that really, that sucked. And I, you know, years later I come to find out that when he's saying that it was rad, it wasn't like th that performance per se, that was rad. That was a shitty performance and I knew it and everybody else knew it. He knew it too. At, even when he told me like, Oh dude, that was rad. He knew that specific time was shitty, but the rad part came from, Wow you just kind of put all of it out there and your, your passion comes through. There's a giant vein that pops out of your neck and your head. When you're, you, know, you close your eyes, you go into a different world and I can't wait to see where it goes. And that's what he said to me. I was like, holy shit. And it took years really of singing, trying this, trying that, doing this, not really spending a lot of time, 
practicing per se. Yeah. But just listening and watching and asking questions and just kind of standing in the back and just observing habitually. And I'm not exactly sure if it was one specific moment when I was like, oh shit, that's, that's my voice. That I, when I, when I, I, I don't think I remember a Eureka moment, but I do know in the last few months, really since I quit my day job, November 12th, <laughs> honestly, I, I, cause I, damn jobs. I had to believe in myself. The only way I was going to get better is if I believed in myself. Yeah. So after 35 years and doing art for 30 of it and playing music for 17 of it, I think, whatever, whatever that math is, for the first time, I've confidently called, I'm like, I'm an artist and I'm a musician and I'm a brother and an uncle and a grandson and a nephew. You know, it's, it's simple. And to finally say that to myself out loud is has been like the most exciting door to open because now there's a fucking 30 year long hallway full of doors and I have the ability to ask for the keys for any of them through different series of people. And it's awesome. It, I'm so excited for it. It feels like I just started living. I've just, well, I was just born. I get that. It finally feels fucking right. I know I'm swearing too much, but I don't care. What? No. <laughs> this is my free zone. <laughs> my free zone. If people don't like it's it, like, who, it's, a free zone? it's whatever, man. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. You were Air Force, though, weren't you? Hmm? Army. Guard. Oh, I, th- did I, I thought you were Air Force. Oh, no. You worked it. I worked or you for worked with Air Force. Yeah. So you know what a whoa free zone is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. It's. I think it was, you know what? Um, Another good friend of mine, Jacob Dement. I know you know Jacob. You've played shows with Jake. Jacob's fucking unbelievable, talented dude. Oh, yeah. And it was a couple years back, maybe, uh, whatever. I don't have a watch. Um, I, I was asking questions about uh, vocal training because I guess he does vocal lessons on the side for, or he did, oh, or he did at some yeah, point, maybe. you know I mean? He knows what the hell he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. Right, right, right. And all the terminology and all that. So I started to ask him some questions and he, he gave me these little exercises, just like hold the note out, just as long as you can, just push it until you're almost passing out, out of breath and then take a big breath and do it again. And like O's and E's mm-hmm. are kind of hard on your vocal cord. Uh, never purposely growl because I was growling a lot when I grew up. I, I mean, my biggest singing influences were Joe Cocker, Ray Charles, and Eddie Vedder. So I want. I was like, yeah, you know, I was, you know, I was, it was. I can still now. I've I, now. I think I feel like I've learned how to transcend that into more kind of reserve that power. That's what you have to do with it. You know, I can, I can, now I, now I feel more confident in selecting when it comes out and not a growl at all, by any means it's, it's subsided uh, the cackling or whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. happens when you holler at the top of your lungs. Now it just feels smoother because I trust myself more with my art. It's, it's amazing. This life is kick ass man it's there's tons of shitty things that go on in life but i'm choosing the right ones yeah man it's all about the right shitty things but after no, <laughs> yeah, it's all about the right <laughs> shitty right <laughs> shit um uh, with the with those lessons or those little and this was just having a beer you know watching somebody else play music at jj's it was somebody else's turn we we're just kind of kicking it a bunch of people around and those those little tidbits of information have, have gone a long way. And then I started realizing, oh, wait, voice is a, is a tool, you know, it's a, it's a muscle. It can be trained. It can, it, it, there's, there are legit lessons for this to make it better and actually use it as a real instrument. Oh yeah. And, and you, I forget, I mean, a lot of it comes from you, dude, like coming over, you know, like I've heard a lot of great advice from you about singing and you're, you're such an accomplished singer. And, um, 
it's been, I'm excited to see what I learn next. Definitely. I'm happy to, I'm happy to be on a slow evolution for it. And, and that's it. Awesome, I love man. it. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, <laughs> Jared. Yes, man. Yeah, Jacob's super talented. I, that dude sings insanely. And, um, and it's what's crazy that I, I still haven't figured out how he does this, but he sings night after night. Every night. Yeah. He's, the last time I saw him, he, uh, what was it? He said, I'm on day 18 straight of like singing. And I'm like, dude, I don't <laughs> get it how you're even. I mean, I guess you, you really do build that, that strength after a certain period of time. But I mean, there are so many like insanely, there's, there are the big time artists who can only sing three times a week. Sure. Because it's just not possible for them. If you're the way, day, the if way you're they day of it's once. Right. <laughs> like exactly. Like you have people that, that do these performances and stuff. Jacob could sing all of their songs and his and do more covers over a three hour that guy's period. A machine. And then crash out and wake up and go do it all again. It's uh That guy is a is a legit machine. He's one of those special, special people for sure. We re- he ran sound, him and Jacob Flint ran sound at um the hen house stage during Woody Fest. I was an MC for that stage on Friday and Saturday. Nice. And on Saturday, uh, we all three got up and played a song swap set <laughs> at the hen house stage for Woody Fest. And at, I don't know, I think like three 30. And that was a, a lot of fun, man. It was pretty cool. It was, it's not typical for the hen house stage to just have a three song swap. Right. Especially the two sound guys in the MC up playing a show. And, he had such a control. Um, yeah. And, and it, it, his lessons that he, that he teaches people, I think just, or that I've learned from it translated through that. It was just really soft and powerful at the same time. And I thought, well, that's kind of a perfect analogy for a lot of things, mm-hmm. not only art. And, and I try to use it. I try to learn. It was a great set. We had a, a, Woody Fest is awesome. If you haven't been to the Woody Guthrie Folk Festival in Okima in the middle of July, go. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's hot. It's amazing. They're the people. It just feels good. It's a, <laughs> it's a big family reunion. Yeah. yeah, It's a big family reunion of musicians from all over the world. And, and even, you know, I, I talked to a lady from like Arizona or something. She wasn't a musician. She's not from Oklahoma, but she comes every year from Arizona to go to the Woody Guthrie Folk Festival. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, like there's, it's amazing. I didn't understand for a long time about the whole, just the gravity that that festival and folk music in Oklahoma. What it means. What it means, what it brings, and how it draws people in the way it does. Because it drew me in, and I, I'm i not even somebody who, at first hand, it wasn't, folk wasn't my main style. and mm-hmm. But now it's just like the stories, the the musicianship that's inside of it. It's like, uh, it's not just country, it's country on steroids. It's like, um, I don't know, it's I th- beautiful. I, f- I think it's like... I'm again, I'm still steeping all the memories and all the little tidbits from here and there for the last few. It's going to take a couple of days before I can really soak it all in of all the shit that happened. But it is to me so far, I think it is like the poster child for the Oklahoma music community. It is exemplary, like fellowship. Yeah, it's, it shows it's, the like, best it's, sides it's of the, ourselves. It's the pinnacle. Like, I mean, I'm, I, I should have no right kicking it backstage and chatting it up with David Amram or playing music in the parking lot with Butch Hancock, Chris Buhalis, and all these, it's unbelievable. All the, the Guthrie family, the, it's a great thing. It, it, the, the amount of love and community and warmth and the cause to resist and to fight for the right things, for love, for community. It's, it's, it's there. It's the peak. It's the, it's the tip of the mountain yeah. for love and community and fighting. Like, always resist. I love it, man. I love it. I love it, too. Um, speaking of 
I want to talk about let's let's turn switch towards gears. let's switch gears a little bit, man. I want to talk about your uh well, I mean, you have so much passion for and and talking about the the folk festival and all the other projects that you have going on. But one thing that I want to do is I, I really want to spotlight you for a second. Nobody <laughs> likes talking about themselves. I get that. But sure. Let's talk about you through um, your song, Stop This Train, that'll be playing at the end of this episode. Right um, now, tell us the overall, let's start with the story of Stop This Train. Like, take me through, actually, let's just start at the process of you writing it. What story is that telling? What did you, uh, well, how did you come about writing that song progression too? like your, how you came up with all the guitar part and everything? Um, well, I had a dream when I was, was kind of going through some shit. Times were relatively dark. Um, and I just felt like imprisoned by myself or whatever I thought, whoever I thought I was. I just, I knew I didn't believe in myself and I knew I didn't call myself an artist or anything. And I, and I battled with, I've battled with that my whole fucking life. So to have it now is again, that's hence why I feel like I'm finally born kind of thing. But anyways, I was having a hard time and, um, you know, I I couldn't, I couldn't really see the new version of myself that I knew was brewing and it was bothering me. And I had a dream that I was, uh, I was in shackles getting put on a train, uh, to go to prison, like back in, it was kind of like a Western scene. It was kind of like a, I might've watched like 310 to Yuma or something (laughs) recently. You know, I kind of saw that or I don't know who knows. Um, so I was, so I was in shackles and I was shuffling up to the train and I was gonna, you know, I was going to the hangman basically but it was for a crime that I didn't commit, but I was going along with it. Just, okay, this is it. Because they didn't know about a crime I did commit. So I was like, okay, I'm now when I woke up, I was like, oh, this song or not this song, but this dream feels like it might be a little bit about penance. Uh, which ultimately the song is about killing an old version of yourself. The last line, uh, that repeats a little bit. It says, um, I have to run. I killed a man and kept his name. It's really the the whole song is about killing an old version of myself. I, I like love to, that. I like to consider life like a series. Of, everybody says, "Oh, life's a book, right?" Good chat. I was like, "Life is a series of books with tons of chapters and roller coaster rides in between." And I feel like you know the third I, I just finished the third book basically you know I, I i my high right now is i'm i'm a few chapters deep into the fourth book if that makes any sense right and the last paragraph or the last chapter of the third book was really dark but the last sentence was really really bright so then when i closed that book is kind of around the time, same time i wrote that song again about killing an old version of yourself and um I, I think the chord structures came from, I hate to say this, but Levi Parham has a song called um, The Wrong Way to Hold a Man, mm-hmm. which is an unbelievable song. It's a great song. And he killed at Pastors of Plenty stage at 7 o'clock on Saturday night at Woody Fest. It was, it was his first time out there on the big stage. You know, he's been coming there for years. And he wanted to, you know, he said that before. He goes, I've been dreaming about being on the stage for this. Honestly, a dream of mine, too, is to be on the passage of plenty. It's good. I, I want to make it happen someday. I don't care if it's 30 years from now. I want to be involved there. I don't yeah. care if I ever play at Woody Fest, honestly. I want to just be there and feel that love and see that love and walk around smiling, talking to everybody. It makes people <laughs> feel good. But anyways, um, that song has always struck me that old kind of like driving kind of deep blues. Just, I don't really know the, I don't know the right words to describe the actual tone of it, but that song was, had that vibe. Yeah. And I, of course I didn't want to emulate or, you know, copy or anything like that. I have no idea what the chords are on his song. I, I don't know how to play it or anything, but I just, that general vibe, that driver blues, that, that just kind of, it's a little dark, you know, just a little dark yeah. and strong, but full of like hope 
and love. It's just it's got that drop D atmosphere. Yeah, it's strong, uh, deep blue. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, and then the little, you know, the the little buildup that's like a B to a C, and then it holds on a long. I don't even know the chord. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all good. Man. I really don't. Um, that was that was more out of. It was kind of a what if, like what if what if I added more layers to the song? What if I added more sections? What if I what if I built around it and actually started to pay attention to the songwriting biz and build a complete song? Because as far as I'm concerned, like without a band, it's just me and a guitar. And the more sound that I can, the more layers that I can put out, then the more I will. Yeah, it keeps... It, songwriting, uh, especially if you're just playing by yourself, it's an art form of keeping listeners engaged. Right. Yeah, I mean, you it's you write music for yourself, but you also need to write music that it continues to evolve through the song, mm. and that's what keeps people coming back to and refocusing on you. And, yeah. and, and you know, in my along with my voice... You know, my guitar playing's, I don't know, I've never been trained anything. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I know that I can use all my fingers and I don't have the worst timing in the world. And I thought, well, that started to evolve. And like the last song that I wrote had a little bit of that. And I thought, well, I should probably, I, I need to put more on it, this one. And I figured the only way I'm going to keep evolving is if I keep pushing myself. Always stepping it up, man. Trying, I, you know, try to. And, just like, you know, I remember back in the army, he's just like, you're never going to run the fastest you can run until you push yourself until you're almost falling over. Yeah. And those, of course, 12 years in the army reserve, public affairs, broadcasting and all that crap. Learn a few things in the army. <laughs> but about, yeah, about resiliency, you know, and tenacity and. Yeah. And Nobody cared like, how something got done. They just said, get it done. Yeah. Like <laughs> things are going to suck and you still have to do stuff. Yeah. You know, like you have to go anyway if you're scared. Like if there's mortars coming down like crazy, like you still have to go there. Yeah. And that, that's sort of like dissonance with life and death, I guess. I think I, I like to let it translate or transcend into anything that I try to do. Yeah, certainly. You know, I mean, why not? We've, we learned that stuff, like ingrain it, use it positively. Right. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I feel good about it. That's, that's one of my favorite songs, um, Step This Train. And I, I thought the, well, the, the first line is, I, I miss my train on Judgment Day. But the cars rolled by steady on their way. The only cloud on a sunny day is is that I'm not locked fast in that cage. And that's really about me just becoming aware that I need to do something different. Right. I need to realize that if I don't lock myself in my own cage, I'll be in someone else's and that's not okay. So I want I I wanted the key. And I mean you'll hear the song later. It's I'm, I don't I've actually never described it before. I don't I don't honestly It's weird. I well it's not yeah, I mean it's not do. weird. I get it. I just it's not a it's not a thought that I've ever had. I don't I, I tend not to be too analytical about any of the lyrics that I'm writing. A lot of the stuff kind of comes out really quick. Right. And um just whatever's natural, whatever's organic. I know I'm going to keep evolving. I want to keep evolving that song, right? I know I have a lot to learn as far as lyrics and, and you know, I need to get a pencil <laughs> instead of a pen kind of thing. You know, I need to, I need to take more time and have a little more due diligence. I'm pretty shitty at actually sitting down and writing and analyze. But once I do it, sure. It feels great. I can get there. But lately I'm just kind of winging it. Yeah. You got to experiment with different things, man. Different yeah. stuff works for other people. Uh, Jacob described his own writing as like, it's just an open journal. And they were... Jacob Lee? Yeah. Yeah, right on. He, and he talked I about... I love that guy. Oh, yeah. But, but he talked about how um, 
it was he his songs weren't meant for human consumption. He didn't write them for people to hear. He just wrote yeah. what he needed to write because he was going through those difficult times in his life. And then um, Chloe, she talked about like she's it lovely. Was, she is, and her voice is fantastic. Her music is. It's just fantastic such a, and growing. Such a still, great, big, bright yeah. soul. You know, yeah. just awesome. But even with her writing, <clears throat> it was more like, uh, I mean, it's still a journal. And it's not so much that she writes it just because of, like, the pain or, or sure. as a release. But she she also, she writes it with no thought uh, of others hearing, hearing it. Right. And then once she started playing out live, she she told me she was like, I was so surprised that people, you know, people, it? people liked it. People yeah, dug yeah. it. People connected with it. And when that happens, that's even, I mean, that could, I can't imagine the, the reward in yourself, the, the positive vibes that that gives you that something that you wrote with no, in, no intention or thought of others really hearing it to be, and for people to then, to then hear it and just respond the way they have to her, Yeah, man, that's, she's killing that's it. nothing but love. So that's is awesome. Jacob for that. They're both killing it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I get that. I see that. It does. Yeah. I think it's a really cathartic experience to just talk about it, whether it be on paper or something. I don't yeah. know. I. Why do you think you songwrite? And I mean, that's a big question. <laughs> uh, because I can. Right. I. You know. I mean, it can always get better, but I think it's really. I probably do too much in the. I try to do too many things. All with all the art and the events and the above. I don't. It's not too much. I'm fine. It's gonna get busier and kick more ass. I, I don't plan on stopping. Right. But the this you know the art came along long before music did, and it's because I can you know, and I know. And the only reason I know is because multiple people have told me that. My voice soothes them. It makes them feel something. It makes people think. And certainly not typical songwriting style. Nothing's too terribly structured or standardized. But I do it because I can. And I think as artists, both any, any artist, any actively creative person in any form has a responsibility to share it, yeah. mainly with themselves. Obviously, they have to believe in themselves first, and maybe not. You know, who knows? But I really think that as a creative or as a person that I know I can do all these things and I can help and I can provide peace for people in such a crazy time, then hell yeah, I'm going to do it. Hell yeah. And... That's probably why I don't write very many songs. I don't actually write very much. I need to. St I need to work on it. But well, you certainly have things to say, man. And that's. I mean, I hope you. I. I know you will write more. Sure. I, Thanks, man. I look forward to that. But like. Me too. You have. The <laughs> <laughs> Me too, bro. Yes, I can't. I can't wait to hear what my first record sounds like. Well, yeah. You. You're someone that needs to write. Thanks, man. You know. Uh, I just. I know I can help. You know, yeah. it's good. That's well. That, you wrote a song about the festival, about the Woody, Guthr the yeah. Woody Guthrie. It's Folk called Festival. Cold Civil War. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought that was super cool because um, you're another one of those people people that tell. Uh, you do a really good job telling a story that's not. It doesn't have to be. It's not necessarily about yourself. Sure. And that's something that, I mean, not everybody can do. I certainly have trouble doing it although i try to do it <laughs> never, never thought about that never thought about it that way but i just i don't well a lot of people yeah. need to be personal sure. they feel it, uh not even that they need to but it's just it's it's easier for people to make something super personal and you wrote it from a personal you know perspective of being inside of it but it was all outward focused and that's something that i really enjoyed about that song it's the same thing i felt uh 
with uh, Dan Martin's song. I, I always forget what the title of it is, but the one that he wrote about uh, the, the old... The one with the old canon? The canon. Yeah, that yeah. is a great song. Yeah. Dan Martin's another really inspirational and motivated... Like, he really is... Everyone that I've met in Oklahoma, actually, everybody, any, any one of our musician friends that are listening to this, guy, like, I'm learning something from everyone, whether or not we even know each other. Right. I can, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a habitual observer. Oh yeah. You have to be. And every single person that I've encountered, a songwriter or even just the cover band folks or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like everybody that I've met, especially the songwriter group at JJ's Alley, of course, have inspired me in, in some certain way. I've, I've taken away at least one like strong lesson from everyone I've met because why not? Why don't we observe more? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Dan Martin's a great dude. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily know why I write from that different perspective, I guess. <laughs> in the middle of an interview, I don't like talking about myself. Uh, maybe that maybe that's why. I guess I I probably bottle shit up too much, but I just don't like talking about myself. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I it's going to be something that evolves. I'm I'm going to start writing different songs, and of course, it's going to come along. And why not? The best way to connect with people is to connect with yourself. And play it for them. You know, maybe it gives them something to think about for themselves. True. But I but don't. you do a good job of relating who you are. Thanks, man. Just in your lyrical content. Even if it's not a story about necessarily you, it's, it's showing a side of yourself that shows people who you are, I think, anyways. Right on. Thanks, man. Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> I got to run open mic tonight at the Blue Bonnet. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fantastic. That's, of all I've learned from all those, the songwriter vets and and everybody, and I've been able to translate that into helping, you know, like these kids or even middle-aged men or women or whoever that is coming out to this open mic on Mondays at the Blue Bonnet every Monday. Um, you know, kids that have never played for anybody or in front of anybody besides their cat feel safe coming to me and saying, Hey, what do you think about this? Like, blah, blah. They feel safe coming to the blue bonnet and playing their songs to a really obviously supportive bunch. And it, it, it's starting to build a little sound and it, it's starting to turn into something like these kids are meeting at this open mic and then they're going and having jam sessions with one another outside of open mic and trying to book shows for themselves. And that's the whole point. I wanted to create just a safe place for support, for man, help back and forth, like do this here. Whoa, it's a place to start a fire, man. Starting fires, man. Yeah. And, and people seem to be pretty receptive. You know, the people that are playing, they're getting better. You know, some of these kids are getting really, some of these, some of these kids are unbelievable. CJ and Stieg, I don't know if they'll ever change their band name or something, but they have the best Simon and Garfunkel blood harmonies I've ever heard. Nice. It's incredible. I, you should come down sometime to see them or check them out whenever they start booking shows. But they, they played one show at Bison Witches, I think. I'm not sure how it went, but my point is, they're starting to figure out that we're all in this together. And the only way you're going to get better is if you fall flat on your fucking face. Yeah. Like something has to break before you learn how to fix it. Yeah. People are afraid of rejection. People are afraid of failure, right. but that's the only thing that sharpens you. And, and it's, and these kids, you know, these people that are, they're, they're not used to being on a stage. I'm trying to teach them, um, like, look, the stage is a sacred place. Um, you know, like you're very much allowed to go to a different planet on your mind when you're up there. You're not doing it for us. You're playing these songs for you. And they're starting to ask each other and help each other. And they're also aware that 
like, okay, cool. I'm coming to this open mic to start evolving as a songwriter and, and singer and, and, and performer. But they also know like, I'm, I'm not going to go out and book out shows and ask for the money that I deserve until I'm better. Like they're aware, like people just being self-aware of what level they're on. And, and that's okay. That's the best part is like, it doesn't matter if, you know, like John Prine's way up here in the songwriting world and, you know, little old me or something's down here. I'm not associating myself with fucking John Prine, but <laughs> that guy's a genius. But I guess my point is it doesn't matter what level we're all on. We're all under the same blanket. It's all the same thing. Yeah. And if you want to be on that level, then talk to those people, ask them questions, take swings, move, be bold, do shit, do stuff. You can have all the likes you want and all the hobbies that you want, but until you're doing your hobbies, they're just things you like. Yeah. You got to take chances. That's for sure. I mean, that's good for anything. That's always good for me and anyone else to hear. I mean, you get settled into a, a zone and you don't always want to move forward, but you and have that can, to. And that can be dangerous. Oh, super dangerous, man. Um, and that actually, I mean, that that's a really good point for finding your voice. Because you're, I know you're a guy that you used to, I mean, you used to scream your guts out out there. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. <laughs> but to, because I got there just in time to see your involvement in finding your voice. Yeah, right on. Because I remember you were still doing the, the kind of pushing real hard. Mm-hmm. But then when you, when you chilled out, and for the listeners, when you guys hear his song, like, you'll understand all of the things I'm saying, but... And you can already hear it in his voice. You have a very, very smooth, low-ended uh, voice. Very rounded, yeah. It's very rounded. And it also, it brings an intimacy without trying to your music, which is one of the one of the reasons that I think they feel you, even cool. when you're not talking about yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're telling a story, but I can, but it's like you're right there. Sure. And the, the way your voice just rolls out is really cool. And so- for anybody that's trying, that's struggling to find your voice, man, you can't be afraid to, to relax and let what comes out naturally be the thing that comes out. Cause sometimes not everybody gets to be Eddie better. Not everybody gets right. to be, yeah. you know, a Chris Cornell, you know, not everybody gets to even be themselves. Yeah. And that's the, to me was my journey was what do I sound like? Like I could, yeah, I could we could rock some Pearl Jam all day long or some old Joe Cocker tunes or Drake or Charles of the Count Basie Orchestra rock and roll. Let's party and sing that stuff. But what do I sound like? And I found that out. And another uh, big uh, change in that or kind of one of the one of the doors that opened for me learning more about where my voice comes from or what it could be uh, was um, we we're doing a Hoot at the Root it was a fundraiser for Woody Fest last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really matter. Uh, maybe two years. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Buffalo Rogers, uh, we were out chatting it up, and he was telling me, like, to me, my fa- he, he said, you know, my, my favorite singers are the ones that are talking, or it sounds like they're natural. It sounds like they're talking. Their, nat- their absolute natural voice. I started thinking about this, like, well, I do. Ca- All right, right on. Thanks, Buff. I know I never told him, thanks, Buffalo. I never told you that. <laughs> but that, that stuff resonates with me, and, and I pay attention to that kind of stuff. And he was right. And it, and it certainly caters to my affection towards folk music. You know, I mean, that's, right. that's most certainly sitting around a campfire type of volumes and pitches and tones and whatever that power, that same energy level, I guess is fine with me. Cause I grew up canoeing and campfire parties with a guitar. It wasn't a full on band or anything. Um, so through all those things, through all that help, I found my voice and I can't wait to see where it goes next. Yeah. I really can't. I appreciate the compliments though. It, yeah. So another big takeaway from that is, uh, if you're struggling with your voice, if you're trying to figure out how you're supposed to sing, what makes you, you, and you don't quite fit in whatever you think you should be doing just right this second. Like 
get that bravery, go out to an open mic, the blue bonnet, go to JJ's alley, those places where there are truly experienced people, uh, songwriters, singers, and sing, do your thing and and then be open for, if you want to really know, ask. That's enough. You know, and, and, but don't be afraid of the answer. Don't, it's hard to not put your ego and let yourself get wrapped up in this fixed idea of who you are. But this, it's something that if you want to improve your art, if you want to become the songwriter or singer that you want to be, like, that's what you got to do, man. And uh, they'll, totally. shoot you, they'll shoot you straight. I completely agree. And the number one thing that's helped me through all of this, no matter what, you just sparked this idea, but is I don't, you know, I got thick skin. I got broad shoulders. I can. Yeah, you I'm can't, the same way. You, you got to have thick skin. You got to have, you got to be. You got to be bold if you're going to be brave. You're, you got to be strong because you're going to hear shit that you don't want to hear. And you right. just have to think of it objectively. You got to understand that everything that like you, Jared, or me, or anybody else shares any sort of advice or tips with anybody, it is coming from love of the art and, and respect and it's, and, and, and care, you know, you you want to help. You want we want to see one another succeed. Yeah, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. There's a reason I haven't left Oklahoma. I had I had full intentions of being in Oklahoma for like two years and then rambling around. It's been five, and it's because we all want each other to succeed. We want to help one another succeed, and that is fucking beautiful. That is the like. Love is the most important thing in the world, and fear, for that matter. You can't have one or the other. Got to they, they come with they 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 go hand deal. They go hand in hand, yeah. And I think the, on the days that like the utmost fear and the utmost love have ever like met in the middle on gnarly days is are the days that I've learned the most about who I am and what I want out of life. Yeah, I don't want much. I'm not a I'm not a guy that wants much. But you have to take the chance. Yeah. And watch each other and help each other. Love. It's beautiful, man. It is. So, how do people find you, man? Joshua Palashik Music on Facebook. It's J-O-S-H-U-A-P-O-L-A-S-C. H-E- I don't know what I'm spelling out. It's going to be typed out, isn't it? It is. <laughs> but it's pronounced Palashik. Um, Josh Palashik Music on Facebook. I have a art page, too. I do a tremendous amount of visual art. Uh, finished a big mural today, actually. Um, I don't have any website or any records or anything yet, but I will. Everything is kind of designed and in the works and all planned out. It's really just... Fundulation, tying it all together, doing the logistics of yeah. musicians here and there, money. You know, I mean, it's it's always money. Um, if but, they want to meet or see you, they can go to Blue Bonnet or JJ's Alley on. Uh, yeah, especially on Mondays for Blue Bonnet and. Uh, yep, yep. Every Monday at Bl- the Blue Bonnet, the oldest bar in Norman. Um, open mic starts at nine. Signups are at eight thirty. I'll be there every night. On Mondays. <laughs> every uh, Monday yeah, night. <laughs> every Monday night. Uh, this, oh, uh, doesn't serve any purpose to tell you this week's shows because they're, they will be done by the time anybody hears this, but um, that, that's, that's the most consistent place. I have, I have, a, I have a mess of shows um, this month, actually, more shows than I've ever played in a month, which is kick-ass. It feels really great, and I just got booked for another place in Hennessy at a wine bar. Hmm. Uh, I can't think of it. Victor or something. There's a wine bar uh, run by a guy named Zach. Met him last night at JJ's, actually. Rock on. Yeah, he booked me for there. That is going to be August 9th, I think. Yeah. And if you want to know for sure... Find, find him on social media. And I have my Instagram page is uh Palashik Joshua. It's you know, it's the same spelling, P-O-L-A-S-E-H-E-K. Um I don't really use Instagram very much. Somebody told me the other day I should get a Twitter account. A tweet, yeah. I don't Sir, I, tweet I don't, it out. I don't want to. Yeah. But I, I, I know. but I know that I, it, I know that is really you know, I, I use social media. 
Facebook stuff like it's free advertising. It's free market. It's it's a it's a platform, yeah. you know. And I I know I have a lot of hope and light to share, and I use it through that, you know. And I've got a lot of art to sell too. Shit, you know, food's not free, <laughs> you know. Like it's <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> beer is also not free. Um, so so I use that, and eventually it'll. Soon enough, hoping by the end of the year, website will be up, record will be made, tours will be on, shirts will be sellable, shit like that. Yeah. I, I, I'm turning this shit up. I, I want to do this. This is what I do. I'm an artist and musician and a brother and an uncle and a son and an, all that shit. Simple guy. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for doing this. And Thank uh, you, man. I want to take a second. Thank you for doing this. Like, <laughs> I don't know if there is another... Oklahoma songwriter podcast, especially you being so. I'm lucky to be able to do it. it. There is, uh, and if you guys haven't checked this out, check out, uh, I think it's Laughs for short, but Love It First Song. Oh, Coco and Dala. I, yeah, I know they Great are out people. there busting their humps, True. bringing you guys artists as well. And I, they're even starting their own podcast, which right should on. be coming yeah. online here pretty shortly, I would imagine. And I know they, they and they are, they're definitely brought, you know, they're, they're, uh, they've got, you know, like, on the producer sides mm-hmm. too. Blah, yeah, blah. they do a whole big, yeah. a much broader spectrum. I'm. I love just those doing, guys. That, yeah. that is a great. That is a great thing they're doing. Really proud of those guys. That's yeah. cool. You guys kick ass. <laughs> uh, but thank you for doing this, man. Because I can see over there on your Jolly Race board the list of the people that you got in the batter's box. Oh yeah, here. I'm trying to get everybody. And that is yeah. that is super kick ass and. It means a lot to, I know it meant a lot to Jacob. I know it meant a lot to Chloe. And I know it means a lot to me that somebody's out there giving a shit and wanting to share this because it's important. This yeah. is the the warmth and community and music in Oklahoma needs to be shared with the world. It oh, is, yeah. it is. That's palpable. the value that I see is this, the, Absolutely. the people themselves, the lights that, that I see coming out of people mm-hmm. that, I don't know, you guys share yourselves with with everybody and it needs to be pushed out not in you know a slutty way <laughs> well but i mean i'm not dead right so far <laughs> uh, but thank you man jared i uh, it's been a pleasure i really really appreciate it hell yeah bro thank you and yeah we'll catch you guys next time what what that's right. <laughs> and uh, listen to Josh's song coming after this. And uh, yeah, it's called Stop This Train. Yes, sir. Take, take one. That's what we're telling ourselves. <laughs> the same jazz. The same jazz. I dig jazz, though. train on judgment day the cars rolled by steady on their way the only cloud on a sunny day is I'm not locked fast in that cage well in my cage Platform folks starting to stare A cloud of dust in the smoky air If I leave now I won't be seen But the things I've done will need a reckoning Need a reckoning 
got that chase I need to go To meet my maker or a foreign distant shore Say, mister, can you help me break these chains? I believe I'll run I didn't do the things they say I'll have to run I didn't kill a man, they say train on time today What do you say, said the magistrate Well, I met that man, he tried to cut me down Was version of me, no one was around No one was around Stop that train, I need to go Meet my maker or a foreign distant shore Say, mister, can you help me break these chains? Time me to run I didn't kill the man, they say I have to run I killed a man mm -hmm. I took his name Took his name Stop this train Stop me to go Me, my maker On that foreign distant shore Say, mister, thanks For having break these chains I needed to run I killed a man And I took his name I had to run, I killed a man, but I took his name I had to run, I killed a man well, I took his name